When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, here's the problem. You set out in putting together an episode like this to say something critical about Jake Gensel, and it invariably blows back in your face like this. So, hey, consider this a self-fulfilling prophecy. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Penguins are practicing today in Las Vegas in advance of a game tomorrow night against the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena. They're out on the road for two more games, that one as well as a weekend date in Tempe with the Coyotes at their high school gym or whatever that thing is they're using in that joke of an NHL market. On its face, Jake is not having a bad season. You'd have to really not like the kid or something to look at a line of 15 goals and 18 assists less than halfway through and say, wow, he's really struggling here. It's 33 points in 32 games. Not bad. And if we're going to give all this credit to Sidney Crosby for being as productive as he's been, got to give some of it to his always line mate. But there's stuff beneath this that is not at all encouraging. Jake has no goals in his last seven games, which, again, no big deal. Everyone hits a slump. Jake's afforded a slump as much as anybody else. But then you go below that and you see that he hasn't scored a standard even-strength goal Since November 5th, that's a span of 26 games. 26 games with no standard even strength goals. What do I mean when I say standard? Because that's not a standard stat. Yeah, you know what it is because you watch the games. He's got five empty netters. And while empty netters are welcome, they're beloved when they occur. Because, you know, it's a nice thing to win slash end the game. It's not the same. It's not the same. The only other even strength goal, technically, that Jake got was with the Penguins goalie pulled late in the game against the Hurricanes about a month ago. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's technically with an extra attacker. It just doesn't go down that way because it's still your six guys against their six guys. And what's really weird about this, in addition to the fact that Jake appears to be productive and that Sid has been productive, is that Jake has been, over recent years, one of the NHL's very best goal scorers at even strength. So what exactly is happening here? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. 
where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I have a couple theories here. One is that Jake's just not feeling it. He's just not getting the shots off that he wants to get off. If you look at the caliber of some of his releases, they're not where he was early in the season. Why that is, I can't say. Obviously, nobody associated with hockey at any level anymore talks about injuries. So you're not going to find out, yeah, but this or that's been hurting him. So I don't know why. I know that his release has looked different and that it hasn't come with the same authority. Not that he's ever some Brett Hall type gunner, but he does get the puck off quickly, deceptively, and effectively. And that hasn't been the case. The other one is the one that I think might be more likely. You know how I've been talking with you guys for a while now about Ricard Raquel being on the first line and how very much in favor of this I am and have long been. And I've mentioned within that that one of the nice things about having Raquel on that first line is that he has a default mode of putting himself into a position to shoot the puck. While Sid and Jake do a lot of the grinding along the boards, and when Brian Rust was there, he was doing a lot of that as well. Raquel has gotten better in that regard, but he still, more than anything else, puts himself into a position to move to the middle of the rink, even right to the front of the net, and get himself ready to shoot. Well, if you think about that, and just weigh nothing other than what I just finished saying, You'll hear that Sid and Jake are along the boards while the third guy is getting ready to shoot. And that in and of itself is going to cut down some of the opportunities by nature that Jake would have for himself at even strength. Now, is anyone at fault here? No, Raquel is who he is. If you're going to put Raquel on the first line and you're already asking to do a couple of things that are a little bit out of his norm then it's reasonable to expect that there'd be some adjustment from everybody else. Did Mike Sullivan do the wrong thing by putting Raquel there? Wow, no, no. Until just a you know handful of days ago, this was all going very, very well for the team as a whole. Did Sid or Jake or anybody else not do their... No, no. Sometimes chemistry just is there partially or isn't there at all or really is there the whole way but one way or another it's imperative that the penguins not just jake but the coaching staff in particular looks at what's happening with that top line which by the way has not gotten production of late and say with a bullseye what's missing here for jake because we need him to score the even strength goals or to generate the even strength offense that he usually does, because that's when the entire team is more effective. If the first line is getting the kind of pressure and shot generation that you want, then you're going to have more power plays, more power plays. Everything kind of swings into your favor. And here's hoping they attack this like right away. When we come back, J1Q. 
comes from Mike, who says it's a shame that younger players aren't getting opportunities to get acclimated to the NHL, like you pointed out yesterday, DK. I don't see the Penguins as a team on the rise, but as one on the decline. Will we see any changes at the trade deadline? Well, Mike, the first change that you appear to be advocating for here has nothing to do with trades, obviously. Uh, You want to see a change of attitude. You want to see a change of priority. You want to see Drew O'Connor not get benched after a human forecheck, a one-man human forecheck results in his own pretty nice goal to open the scoring against Detroit, at which point he's left with seven stinking shifts the rest of the night. And then is a healthy scratch the next two games. That that has to change. That has to change. And if it has to change from above, so be it. Uh, Sullivan has the longest contract of anyone in the building. And that can sometimes present an uncomfortable setting in any corporate structure. But he still has bosses. And he has bosses who know their hockey. You know, say what you want about different decisions or whatever regarding Ron Hextall or even Brian Burke. But they know their hockey. And they should be able to step in and say, hey, this this ain't it. This ain't it. We've got to at least give these kids something, something of a chance, especially when they produce, especially when it happens right in front of our faces. We have to let them have a chance. That's not a trade thing. If anything, I got to tell you, Mike, you bring up a trade and first thought that I have is, all right, what's Hextall's M.O. when it comes to the deadline? Well, he gets closer to the deadline, and he sends out a second-round draft pick for an established veteran winger. Now, if that veteran winger shows up the way Jeff Carter did, and let's not rewrite history here because he hasn't been very good this season, it looks spectacular. That's exactly why you make a move like that, to bring a guy that just scores a ton of goals and gets almost all of your big goals in the playoffs as he did against the Islanders that spring. And if you can get a player who can stick with you for a few years, as appears to be the case with Raquel, wow, that's so much the better. But it's not nothing that goes in the other direction. That's another potential prospect that's just gone. And sooner rather than later, that stuff catches up. We can pound our fists about Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and players not getting chances, but the real problem, the real problem at the AHL level of this organization is that there's nobody that's really all that exciting. There's nobody that's blowing the door away. And yes, I can say this and the thing about O'Connor in the same breath, because they're both true. When a player does show up and does do something worth extended playing time, give it to him, because there aren't a whole lot of other options besides him. And to watch this happen again and again and again and again, it's, it's, it's not encouraging. Let's put it that way. It really isn't. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one of these tomorrow.
Thank you.